millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this very special episode of Come for Supper, the Stay Home Edition. I'm Alexandra Dudley, food writer, podcaster and serial dinner party host. But like most of us, I've been spending a lot more time at home and a lot more time in my kitchen. And it's made me wonder, what's everyone else up to? For the next few weeks, we'll be going into the homes, virtually of course, of some of my favourite cooks, creatives, writers and photographers to find out how they're spending their time during a global pandemic. TV tips, must-read books and store-covered recipes that will hopefully inspire some of us to have a little more fun while staying at home. I hope you enjoy this episode and thanks for listening. So this week, I sit down with a well-known stand-up comedian and one of my favourite podcasters. You may know him as a regular on BBC Two's Mock the Week or perhaps for his ever-entertaining podcast, Off Menu. As well as his sell-out stage shows, he has made countless appearances on television and radio and last year even released his own special stand-up show to Amazon Prime. I must say, I feel quite lucky to sit down with him for the next 15 or so minutes. Welcome to the studio, virtually, of course, Ed Gamble. Hello. Hello, how's it going? You, na- you nailed that intro, you are worried about the intro, but I think you absolutely smashed it. Well, the intro, you've kind of got to do it seamlessly, right? That's the idea, so I try, I try with it. We we never we never do that with any of our podcasts. That you just I wing it, though. People. We wing it, exactly. <laughs> so, first off, can you tell us what you would usually be doing on, I guess, a kind of Friday afternoon then? Well, it's, it's kind of a weird one, because the life of a stand-up comic is very varied uh i'd say normally i would have a gig i would have a gig tonight Mm -hmm. so i'd be during the day doing very little and justifying it by the fact that i'm working in the evening yeah um whereas i should be writing i should be writing new stuff for gigs but now i don't even have the gig to write for so now i'm in this horrible situation of actually having to try and do stuff during the day to justify my existence as a human being and a stand-up do you have that sort of weird pressure? I think a lot of people, especially creatives, have that pressure of like, now is the time. Now is the time to write the novel. Now is the time to write the, I don't know, new hilarious show. Do you have that kind of internal pressure going in, like the narrative? I did initially and then realised that it was absolutely pointless. So yeah. I don't know, however long we've been in lockdown for now, first couple of weeks I was like, I've got all this time. I can, <laughs> I can, I can, write, I can write a book. You know, I mean, it talks about writing a book. Maybe, you know, I can actually sit down and start it. But, you know, there's, there's enough pressure just waking up in the world at the moment. So yeah. I've, I've removed that pressure from myself. And if I get anything done during the day, it's a victory. You did a workout this morning, though. You have already confessed that. So that's you've definitely ticked that I off did. today. I did. And you're recording. Well, that's two. Exactly. So that's two things. I've got something after this as well, which is that's three. It, this is a busy, busy day. It's going to be <laughs> I'm really going to chill out this weekend. Three things in a day is too much. Well done. See, but you are doing some work. I know that you, you did a you did live stream a podcast and have you adapted anything else to kind of lockdown life, so to speak? Well, I'm still doing I do a radio show every Sunday uh, and I luckily have the technology here to do that live from my house, which is great because it starts at eight in the morning. 
So if I was doing it from the studio, I'd have to I'd get commute. up at just just before six and commute. Um, but now I can just walk up from my bedroom. Roll which, out and it's a shame for Matthew, Matthew, who's the co-host. He still has to go into the studio. So he's yeah, he's super tired and I'm, I'm just chilled here because they're worried because I'm type one diabetic. So they don't want to be responsible for yeah. any uh, extra issues if uh, if coronavirus takes hold. So I oh, get to I chill. Yeah, because you're high risk, I guess. I mean, keeping it light, well, but it's high risk, isn't it? If you're diabetic. I think technically it's basically I'm not on that list that they released yeah. and I didn't get a text or anything. So I'm not sh- I'm not shielded as such. Okay. But it, if I did get it, it would be worse for me than yeah. some other people. So I don't know. It's a bit the waters are muddy. I'm staying. I'm staying in. I'm staying. Yeah, stay in. stay yeah. safe. And what about on a personal level? Because I know that you were meant to be getting married, although you did do a little ceremony. Yes, we so we were supposed to be getting married last weekend uh, and the build up to it was pretty rough, actually. That's yeah. You know, because you just keep thinking, oh, now we should be getting ready. We should be, you yeah. know, off off work and getting ready for the wedding, and we'd be all excited. But the day itself was actually quite fun because mm-hmm. we obviously knew it wasn't going to happen. We uh, took each other's surnames as middle names. That's that's nice. what we decided to do rather than nice. mess around with any surname business. Um, and it was a fun day. It was a really fun day. Uh, did you cook? Did you drink? I'm assuming. Did I cook? We drank a lot. Good. Uh, Actually, my fiance she doesn't she doesn't really drink that much. It's just not her thing. So if I decide that I'm going to get drunk, it does take on a whole bleaker sort of uh, a bleaker perspective. In uh-huh. that I'll open a bottle of wine, and that wine is for that's for me. <laughs> um, I mean... So we we got drunk, we got pissed, but it was it was a fun day. I cooked. I did like uh, lamb lamb kebabs. Well done, God, that is miss- impressive. We're missing kebabs. We're missing kebabs. I was going to ask you what you were missing. So you're missing kebabs. Well, there's an amazing Turkish restaurant around the corner from us, and we probably would go there once a week. Um, and that's it's shut. They've decided to not even do delivery, which delivery. is fair enough. Um, so we're just trying to recreate that as as much as possible. I quite like that. We've been recre- recreating kind of takeaway style nights. I made sushi and tempura the other night. How did you make? Su- I wouldn't be brave enough to make sushi. What, I mean, you're getting your I fish got the good. Pressure, I got the right? good fish, but I did the whole. You know, all the rolling business. I did that. It's quite fun. I mean, it takes a long time, but if you sort of yeah, hydrate, self hydrate whilst you're doing that, it's quite fun. It's a fun kind of. You know, it's like Japanese date night, Italian date night. Yeah, see, that's good, but I get quite frustrated in the kitchen. I'd okay. say I. I'm I'm constantly worried that everything's going to go wrong. And if it does, I've been, you know, I'll throw a spoon on the floor, that sort of anxious thing. Anxious cook. So I think anxious cook. And also I have no spatial awareness and uh, anything fiddly, I end up just sort of smashing with my stupid little bear paws. So <laughs> no sushi, sushi rolling sushi would just absolute disaster. I, I need to make big, hearty meals okay. where the presentation doesn't matter. Have you, so have you been cooking big, hearty meals then the last few weeks? done a few yeah because that's the most comforting food i find yeah. as well so i've just been doing a lot of big one pot things like chili con carne and i did nice. an amazing tomato curry uh oh yum and, well there's loads there's loads of stuff in the freezer now there's like one portion good. of everything in the freezer okay but it's nice. been good that that's been the absolute bonus of doing this because normally i'm working evenings uh and i do like cooking um so now i get to do it every day which is great with whatever ingredients we can we can get yeah, I think it's definitely forced everyone to be or encouraged everyone to be a bit more creative, I guess, with the way that they're mm-hmm. cooking. So have you got any recipe nuggets you can share? 
I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't be so highfalutin as to say anything that I. <laughs> I could, I've just been I've just been picking up things from everyone else to be honest and just you know I I would say I read recipes like their novels anyway yeah and I've got so many recipe books it's just nice to have the time to finally actually do some of them I read the Bon Appetit website every day really uh, so I've been yeah and I subscribe to the magazine and stuff so like it's been nice to actually sit down and do some baking as well I did some amazing uh tahini billionaire squares that were in wow. the bon appetit magazine which is just just incredible Billi- so i like that they're billionaire squares not millionaire squares billionaire squares step yeah, up yeah, no, step up are. with the tahini they're up they're up and what about other recommendations then tv films books podcasts anything that's kind of really grabbed you well what what i've done i mean all this t- like all this time i could have been i could have been reading it's not. Yeah. Got, I, I am terrible at reading. Like I have so many books. I compulsively buy books and then never read them. The only thing the books are doing at the moment are propping up this. Uh, yes, I this do that too. Here. I've got books here too. I do read them. So I can see, I can see all the books in front of me going. Oh, I should sit down and read that, but surprisingly can't find the time. TV fine, but I've been going back and watching things that I've previously watched. I'm finding that quite comforting. Yeah. So I I rewatched all of Breaking Bad. I've done so that already. So good. So good. Yeah. Just. And also, I've got terrible memory, so every time I watch something again, it's like I've never seen it before. <laughs> That's good. I mean, I did watch Mad Men five times, actually. I think I watched it twice a year. That's incredible. Yeah. Okay. Breaking Bad. That's a good one. Have you watched Normal People? No, I've not. I, it, I'm very slow to pick up on things, so I'll see a lot of heat on social media for something. Yeah. Uh, and I think I willfully leave it. Yeah. maybe a few months and then I will go and watch it and of course I'll I'll love it because I'm like everyone else I'm a basic I'm I'm a basic bitch right so I'll be <laughs> I'll be well on board with it but I kind of I think I like to kid myself that I'm not I'm not going to get swept along with everyone else yeah so I'll leave it a little bit yeah it is worth it also Tiger King that's something else that got some big social media attention yeah recently. now I got on board I got on board with that early so I feel Did fine you? about okay. that okay that's good so I watched that the day it came out because there's an amazing podcast series about that guy as well, about Joe Exotic, um, and which I'd listened to in full. So I was well aware of all the characters, but actually seeing them in the flesh is something else, isn't it? Yeah, but also interesting that you listen to them before watching them. Um, I Did you watch the follow-up episode of The Tiger King? No, I've not seen it yet. So, I That's mean, over Zoom, isn't it? Yeah, and it's quite different. But one thing I found almost kind of like uncomfortable was watching these people in real life and obviously they are real in real life in a documentary but they're 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 very much kind of talking to the camera and you feel you just feel really quite bad for some of them i mean their lives are quite messed up especially post the kind of documentary it's a bit it's all quite funny when you're first watching it and bizarre um yeah yeah it's not the best I guess we- but it's worth watching I guess with the with all the editing and the sort of the the way they can flashily put a documentary Make together, you almost remo- you remove yourself from thinking of them as real people. They're almost yeah. like sitcom characters, exactly. Aren't they? Yeah, but but it's worth a watch. So, what about podcasts? Then I know I'm sure you get asked this question all the time, but you are you are a professional when it comes to the podcast. Do you have a favourite podcast, or maybe a few? I've got I've got a few in rotation. Yeah, yeah, I've got a few in rotation. Uh, I listened to Ellis, Ellis James and John Robbins uh, do a five live show and they've been doing uh, they've been doing regular extra podcasts as well, like two or three a week sometimes. So they've just kept me in content for for a few weeks. Brett Goldstein's film podcast uh, Films to be Buried With is excellent. Uh, 
there's a podcast called Gossip Mongers, which might be my favourite podcast out oh, there at the moment. Interesting. It is extremely rude. I've got. <laughs> I, you, I have. I have to put that caveat on it. So it's David Earl, uh, yeah. who's a brilliant character comedian. He does a character called Brian Gettins. Uh, Joe Wilkinson, wonderful comedian, uh, and Poppy, uh, who. Uh, She's run gigs and stuff. I've known Poppy for ages, but um, but she's on the podcast as well. And they basically get sent in uh, pieces of gossip uh, and rumours and urban myths from people uh, and they, they read them out and discuss them. And inevitably, the majority of them are disgusting. Fair. Okay, because like, I was going to say, are they fantastical or are they political or are they, I mean, now you're making, are they, are they seedy? Is that, I mean, that's where my head's seedy, going with the disgusting. Seedy and gross. Like a lot of them are like, you know, gossip and rumors from your town when you were growing up and all of those are like you know that guy on the high street he he wanks everywhere like it's basically <laughs> like it's, but i think they have to they have to sift through a lot of those that are quite similar and they've they've had some crazy ones they had one about a guy who uh, took acid at a wedding and then it's just all about his hallucination and what he thought was going on it's called space worm and it is wow. i think it's my favourite five minutes of audio that's come out in the last five years. It's so funny. And what's the podcast called again? Gossip Mongers. Gossip Mongers. It's a good title yeah. as well. Juicy. Yes, yeah. Okay, so those very, are your top very three. Very rude. I mean, you said that you're missing kebabs. Is there anything else that you're really missing? It doesn't have to be food. Oh, could be anything. It's mainly food, though. Like, it's mainly food. I, I really... I miss restaurants. I just... I can't. I can't wait to get back to restaurants. Although I am just missing the tube as well. Yeah. I just really want to get on the tube and go somewhere. And you know, uh, I always complain about the centre of London being too busy, but I, ju- mm. I just want to go to, to Oxford Street and I just want to go to Soho and I just want to walk around and pop into a restaurant and go to a shop. And I just miss that. Just it, like days ebbing away of doing very little. I miss paying for coffee, which is a weird thing. Mm. I miss the act of kind of standing in that queue and paying me, you know, for an overpriced cup of coffee. That is really good. I miss that whole kind of community yeah. of that. So where's the first restaurant you'll go to then once this is over? Well, on off menu, our sort of go-to restaurant that we big up all the time is Shack for You uh, on Old Compton Street. So good. Uh, it's the best. And so I, th- I think, you know, I think there, probably there. But we've we've now got to the point where we big up so much that we go in there and they know us now because they get Handy. so many people coming in and saying uh, we're here because of the Off Menu podcast. Um, really? I actually think we've turned too many people onto it. So it's it's now, it's it's hard. now too busy to for us table. to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Did you um, did you used to go when it was just the guy in a pizza oven? Do you remember before they so redid I, it, it was just that pizza oven? I remember the pizza oven. So I'd been quite a few times when, it, when, the, when the pizza oven was there. And the little uh, Saki they, bar. Yeah, and then they and then they redid it. But what? Yeah, what a ph- what a phenomenal restaurant. Yeah, and, it's sti- and it still is as well. Yeah. yeah. So probably probably there. Okay, so that that's where you're gonna go. And then before we come to the end, I want to know who would you like to be in isolation with if you could be in isolation with anyone and why? Well, I guess I am in isolation with the with the person <laughs> that I'd want to be uh, in that's isolation nice. with because yeah, it would be. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's worked out. It's worked out pretty nicely. I mean. Before this happened, I was very busy and not in the house a lot and was complaining about how busy I was and how much stuff there was going on. I didn't want this to happen. This is awful. But on the plus side, it means I get to spend a lot more time with my fiance. So Mm -hmm. that's been that's been lovely. Um, But, you know, apart from that, 
I don't know. Someone, I do the cooking. Charlie doesn't really like cooking, so that's my that's my job. And she brings look, she brings lots to the lots to the table. To the table. Uh, so if I was to pick someone else to isolate with, maybe I'd pick like a chef, like a really okay. good chef, like who. I mean, you think about the best people, but it's maybe Tom Tom Kerridge. I bet Tom Kerridge. Yeah, and you he'd know he do wicked. like good stuff, and he'd be a laugh. Although he stopped yeah. drinking. He'd still be a so, laugh, though. He'd still be a laugh. Yeah, but it, that, so that goes back to the whole thing of I'd be drinking, drinking alone, alone again, which is, yeah. yeah. Um, can I bring people back from the dead? Yeah. Oh, my God, you can bring anyone. You can bring a Disney oh. character if you want to. <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, I'm not. I'm going to resurrect Keith Floyd and I'm going to isolate with him. Lots of people say that. He's, he's a popular. Oh, really? He attends, well, when I, I normally ask people if they could have their three ultimate dinner party guests and he's turned up yeah. to a lot of tables, as has Nora Ephron, actually. Oh, nice. No, I'd, I'd, never I'd, I'd at Bourdain. the same table. But Oh, yeah, Bourdain. Bourdain as well. Wicked. I'd have Bourdain, yeah, yeah. for sure. And you'd like have a drinking outwards. partner and proper cooking. So that'd be good. Yeah, exactly. And then do you think you'll take anything away from this time, kind of that you'll take on post-sanctions lifting could be a positive, maybe maybe a negative realisation? I don't think there's any negative, negative realisations apart from the sort of general state of the world. Uh, <laughs> but personally... I don't know. It'd be awful to say that I've gotten. I would. I will learn nothing from this situation. <laughs> I think. I think eventually I'll. I, I will learn self discipline in terms of work, and uh, I will learn to cherish. I will learn to cherish time at home more and time out of the house. So mm. when I actually go out, and I won't, you know, I won't complain about having too much to do or having to go yeah. here and there. I'll actually enjoy it because I'll remember the time where I wasn't allowed to leave. I think I think a lot of us feel that like that. To be honest, I think it's a good, it's probably the good the one benefit of it all, and yeah. appreciating good coffee. I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to do good coffee here. I've been ordering from various places. Yeah, it's but, important. But it's such a pain in the actually making a good coffee is such a pain in the ass. Like I do the whole, I've got the Hario thing with the filter, and I weigh it all out and stuff, and I've got the kettle. But I can't be asked to grind it. And I know you're supposed to grind it fresh and all of that. I just can't. I can't be. No. You need you need a good coffee machine. I got a great coffee machine. It's life changing. It does all that stuff for you. But you still have to do the fancy milk pouring if you're a milk drinker, milk coffee no, drinker. Straight, straight black, straight, straight black espresso. Coffee. Me I, too. That's the way. Yeah. And I, I don't know whether that's because I like it or whether it's just less hassle. It's easy. But... It's also hardcore. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. Yeah, but now it just now it gets me going in the morning for a day that doesn't exist. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much, Ed. That was brilliant. Thanks for having me. So, to anybody who doesn't already know where they can find you, where can people listen, follow, read, catch up with whatever you're doing? Uh, so, yeah, three podcasts. I do the Off Menu podcast, which is available everywhere you get a podcast. Uh, I do uh, the Radio X show with Matthew Crosby. That is every Sunday morning. 8am on Radio X and there's a podcast of that everywhere uh, and I do a podcast about heavy metal called Lifers which is a Spotify exclusive so check that out and I'm at Egg Gamble Comedy on Twitter and Instagram Brilliant, well thank you so much Imagine the 
softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.